Welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, my guest today is a uh, it's somebody I've admired for a very long time. Uh, There's something has been in the making and is finally here. Uh, give a warm welcome to Pedro Navaja, aka the Perfect Cut. Welcome to the show, bro. How you doing? I'm good, bro. What's up with you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, chilling, hanging in there. What's good with you? How's uh, how's the barbershop? It's all right, man. Getting better now with uh, all this COVID thing. You know, yeah. it's almost over, but it's still there. Yeah, we're slowly. That... Yeah, we're slowly opening. Uh, New York is slowly opening. New Jersey so slowly opening. Yeah. How was that? I mean, uh, the, yeah. I was gonna say, for the most part, it's there. Like you said, it's slowly opening. So I'm just hoping that uh, at least from here to next year, COVID really doesn't exist anymore, man. Yeah, how was uh how was that transition? How was your experience dealing with COVID and and, and uh, cutting hair? I mean, it's funny because when COVID hit, I was actually at my bachelor party, so <laughs> I was in Colombia and we're having a good time. There you go. And before before we left, everybody was like, "Oh, COVID's hitting. Make sure you guys can be able to fly back." And you know, us guys, we weren't really thinking about that. And then I knew it started to get real when my mom started to call mm. or my grandmother was like, oh, check your flight, make sure. And we're like, what are you talking about? But it wasn't only me. It's all the guys. So we're like, oh, like, I guess this is really real then. So then that last night that we stood out there, all the clubs shut down. Oh. All the clubs, every, there was no taxis. In Colombia? Uh, restaurants. Yeah. And we were in wow. Colombia. All the restaurants, everything was shut down. And it turns out that Monday, that's when they were going to close the borders. So luckily, our flight was in the morning. We left. So when I got back to work, I thought, you know, we were just going to resume to casual, everything normal. My boss came in. He's like, all right, finish this last client and go home. I was like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, no, we can't work. You know, COVID is, is getting crazy. We're going to shut down. Everything is closing. And I'll never forget March 17th. When I got back to work Whoa. and then that March 19th, all the barbershop, well, all the salons, everything closed down. Did you, did you have to like quarantine because of your fly or? So not at the time they weren't saying anything about the quarantine or anything. Um, but when I got back, I was fine. I actually was good. I got back that Monday night. Tuesday was good. Um, Thursday, I got sick really badly. So did you, did you get COVID? Yeah, I had oh. COVID. How was I got that it that weekend. It was all right. I had it was I thought it was more than definitely a bug. It was mm. it was definitely hard. I didn't eat. I slept the whole entire time. I had fever, really bad body aches. Mm. And from Thursday I wanna say till Sunday. All I did was just lay on the couch. I went, showered, I barely ate like soup once or twice and that was it. Wow. And it was all of us. So all eight guys that went on the trip, all eight of us came back. We brought COVID to America. <laughs> you among other people, so don't take all the fall for that. No, 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 no. Everybody was laughing. At least everybody I knew. Yeah. Blame me. <laughs> They're like, yo, it's your fault. Oh, man. Did you, have you taken the vaccine or? No, nah, I didn't about take it? the vaccine. No, nah, yeah. I know people who have. You know, nothing against them. I just personally think that 
I already had it. I fought it off. You know, I have the antibodies. So, you know, I was good. I, I, I'd really rather just that, let my body fight it off as opposed to getting the vaccine. Well, did you, I, uh, congrats. First of all, you're, you're, you just got married not too long ago. Congratulations yeah, on that. You. Um, thank you. Much did, appreciate it. Did, did your wife, was she worried Danny? Cause I know she's like a medical assistant or something in the medical field, right? Yeah. Shout out to Crystal, the amazing Crystal for marrying yeah. this amazing man. Yeah. She had to put up with a lot with me. <laughs> so I appreciate her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, she was in the beginning. How do I put it? Like, I was the one where I was pushing it off. I'm like, yo, who cares? Like, does it matter? Like, we'll be fine. And she was like, no, like, you got to be careful. We went to the supermarket. She put on the gloves. She put on, uh, uh, we had our mask on. And I, I, I wouldn't put gloves on because I would use my phone. So we had our shopping list on it. And she had those on the entire time. And I would pay, but we had our card. So we would do, like, the touch list. Yeah. And... Yeah. And that was it. And she was worried for a while. And I started cutting in, um, in the garage. But even when I was cutting in the garage, if I came back into the house, I would have to strip down and yeah. put the clothes in dirty laundry. She was, she was pretty process. strict about it. Yeah, and it was really her. And, but I appreciated it, you know, because you know, I didn't want anybody else to get sick, especially my loved ones. So I understood. But she was definitely... about it so you guys were safe and cautious which is the most important part about this this whole was like a year right a year lost yeah a year lost basically that's exactly what i keep saying a year lost so when when, everything happened when did you officially go back to like when did officially the barbershop open up and you guys got to or is it little by little like some days yes some days no So when it closed, everything at first was two weeks, all in two weeks, all in two weeks, all in two weeks. Damn. Before you knew it, we're like, all right, we're a month and a half in. What's up with the two more weeks? So everybody, at least I knew, we were working at home or we were doing our thing, going to people's houses, you know, taking the yeah, proper yeah. precautions. But, you know, we had to get money. But at the end of the day, what bothered me the most is that, yeah, the, the, we had to be careful from Corona, but at the same time, it was a big impact on small businesses. Yes, and yes. All the bills had to be paid. Like, I called Honda and I asked them if, you know, if they could stop my payments. They told me, yeah, but when I pick up the payments again, I would have to pay an additional $50. So, yeah, it's $50, but at the end of the day, that's an extra 50 in the month that I have to budget in now. And it's not only my car note, but my furniture... Uh, my wife's car, no, your rent, everything, everything, right? everything, yeah, yeah, everything. And it's like if we had to stay home, the bills had to stop. That's what that's what I just personally believe. And since the bills didn't want to stop, we all had to work. So did I respect the COVID, but yeah. I just had did to you like because as a barber, you're almost like self-employed, right? Like a lot of, yeah. like a lot of, uh, self-employed, like, a, you know, my wife's a real estate agent. I know a lot of real estate agent that went through the same thing you're, you, you, you went through and, um, they, they applied for, for unemployment and then yeah. they got it. Would you able to do that? Or they gave you so like I a applied. hassle? No, I, they did give me a hassle a little bit. I applied. Yeah. I didn't get it till um, so I applied, Literally the end of March, 
when everything happened, when they said the two weeks was going to go longer. I applied for it. I didn't get it. I want to say to maybe like three weeks till I went back to the shop. Wow. So that whole time I was really working in my garage, you know, and it was good because I'm working at home. I don't have to pay rent. And, um, you know, it was fine. It, it worked out for what it was. And it didn't kill me because I was living with my in-laws. So, you know, we helped each other out because my in-laws also were impacted by the, by, you know, by the pandemic. So it was fine for the most part, but still three weeks until I got, I was able to open the shop. So I got my unemployment. So I imagine, and that, that it's only my wife and I, but imagine if I had kids. Yeah, man. So that's, that, that's really, really what bothers me. Yeah. That's, that's, um, you cutting hair in the garage, did that any, did that process spark any like, uh, passion or inspire you to like maybe one day hey i'm open my own shop just because you you got to manage yourself do everything yourself and not depend on you know other 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 you know owners or or dealing with with superiors of some type yeah no definitely i honestly i I think because in everyday life we we work especially here in the tri-state we grind we we kind of lose that little passion for what we for the things we love and we get lost in that. And I think being able to, I mean, being forced to work in the garage made me fall in love with bar- cutting hair again with barbering. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, I took my time. I didn't have to rush, you know, a 30-minute haircut. You know, I, I would take my whole, I would put the whole hour. It was an easy haircut, but, you know, you finesse it. You take your time. You, you have a, a, a nice conversation with somebody. Um, it's and, meaningful. Yeah, it was more meaningful, man. It was, like I said, I fell in love with it again. I mean, not that I wasn't in love with it, but it's just like, I the guess passion I passion is different. Like you said, yeah, yeah. Like, I, it was just, it was a nice spark again that I was like, wow, man, like, this is why I started cutting hair, you know, make people feel good. And, you know, me feeling happy to, to provide that to somebody, you know, having that gift. And what was the, the, what was the first moment, right? The first moment that you said, you told yourself, damn, I, I want to cut hair. Like, I graduated from high school. You know, I, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say it goes back even before I graduated. Um, my guidance counselor sat me down and she would ask me every year before the school year started, what were my career choices? So, of course, I wanted to be an MLB player. Yeah. Slowly died. Slowly died. To, 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 to get the record straight, you're a really good baseball player. You came out of the papers, second place. You, you're really good. Let's just, I mean, let's just leave that right. out there. No, yeah, no, you were good. I was all right. You were too nice. I was modest, man. Compared to other people, there's, there's really a lot of talented people. So, yeah. But it, it was my career in baseball just died. So then I tried to think of other things. And I was like, you know, not for nothing. I, I think I want to be something like a barber. And she's like, a barber? She's like, why would you want to do that? They don't make no money. And, <laughs> and then I was like, you know, it kind of, it bothered me a little because I would love to get haircuts. Yeah. At the time I was 15, I think 16. I would go to the barber shop. I would get crazy designs in my head. Um, you know, talk to the guy who mentored me. And I don't know. Like, I just, I always loved that. Like, I would compliment another guy 
Like, yo, when I when I, you see a nice haircut, to me, I, I don't hate right away. It's like, wow, that's a dope fade. That's a nice beard. Or, you know, you got a nice hairstyle going for you. Like, I, even from younger, I've always liked that. So when she told me that, it kind of, like, discouraged me a little. And then graduating, my mom, she wanted me to go to school just because she believed that, you know, getting a degree was the right way to go, to, you know, to make money. And I went to, to college. I did two semesters. One semester, I took one class. The next semester, I did two, which was, I was just, I was wasting my own time. So I did the career placement test. And when I did it, it said that I would be good in um, being a mechanic, uh, guidance counselor. Um, I forgot what else, cosmetology and something else. But it said working, working with people and working with my hands would be the best thing for me. But as soon as I saw cosmetology, I was like, that's it. I'm not going to I'm not going to let this another opportunity to, to think about it or talk about it to pass me by. I'm going to act on it. I told my mom and she's like, is this something you really want? I'm like, yeah, I think so. She's like, all right, commit to it. But, you know, don't 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 BS and don't go 50 percent, go 100 percent. And I did. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, did you remember the, the you remember the first place you started uh, cutting hair yeah it was um <laughs> in my mom's kitchen yeah so it was dope man i had i remember my first clients and if it wasn't for them shit I, I wouldn't be nowhere where i'm at right now my little brother jared that he got stitches to even prove how, how real this <laughs> this, shape, this barber game is <laughs> i did man. one jared. time i was shaping i was shaping him up we're talking, and, and I forgot that, you know, when you're done using the blade, you close it. Instead, me, you know, new to the game, I, I had the blade out. He was talking to me. He swiped his hand, and when he swiped it, he cut his uh, his pinky. Man, I, I, I almost cried because I was like, oh, man. Uh, I was more scared of my mom than <laughs> anything else. So that, his brother, I mean, his boy, uh, Dustin, my neighbor at the time, Jason, and who else? You know, all oh, my best friend, Mike. How could I forget about him? And, you know, there's a couple of other heads that came and they tried me out. And if it wasn't for those dudes, you know, I wouldn't be nowhere. So yeah. started Thank off you. in the kitchen. I, I actually have a picture in my school uniform doing it. I got to find it somewhere. But I was shaping up my brother. So it was pretty That's nice. That's what's up. Cause I remember you used to cut. Uh, you started cutting hair at a, at a fish or like a barbershop at um, uh, what's this place? It's in Union City. In Union City, yeah, 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 Styles. yeah. When you had the Honda and you used to walk around oh, yeah. with, uh, you used to take my <laughs> wheel. <laughs> you used to walk mad, mad gangster walk everywhere with the, with that wheel. Um, little did I know, little did I know that if you get if you have the same wheel, all you got to do is attach it, and the man. car is stolen. <laughs> Always getting taken out. Yeah, I thought I was like, yo, I was saving myself from someone stealing it, but you add the same steering wheel, you're good. I was like, <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, I remember I remember um you cutting hair, man, there, and it was a struggle because like you 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 really weren't around from there. You were more for like Fort Lee Tricep area. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, I remember uh uh, we walked out and you, uh, we were leaving. I don't know if you went to the movies or went to your friend's house 
And um, we had a conversation. It's like, yo, uh, this is guy who's offering me to to cut hair, and this place where I live at, where my house is in Fort Lee. And I looked at just like, take that shit, take it. Like you, you know, like your demographic people know you over there than rather over here, where there was a lot of you know old heads there who already had clientels and. You know, they, you know, one day they were good. The other day, you know, they weren't that good and wasn't really giving you the opportunity. I'm not saying they they weren't good to you, but the opportunity wasn't really there. That wasn't your demographic. That was your, you know, you had, you know, back in the day when you used to go to um, the barbershop, you know, guys drinking 40s and and mad hip hop songs in there. And everybody's just, you know, zone. Uh, And I remember you. You you told me what thing I should do is like what do you think you should take that, and little did yeah. you know you know you took it you know I, you took my advice. Well, you you didn't even take my advice because you already knew what you wanted to do. You just needed somebody to reassure you, making you feel like the right decision, you know. And, and boom, you know Fort Lee, and yo yeah. to this day you you cutting hair with people official. You you cutting yeah. people's hair who have blue check marks on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook like you. You're 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 a well talented known barber, which is yeah. something that like a lot of people a lot of people want to be like you. You you have yeah, it's like, numerous of people. It's even crazy because the story to even that like to getting to that shop, everything leading up to it played such an impact on like my decision or just even leading into it. Like I can remember everything like it was yesterday. You know, like you said, struggling. Because the reason why I started working there was because of my mentor, Chris. He was cutting my hair for years. He was a uh, uh, he was actually an apprentice of this other guy that used to cut my dad. And yeah. um, so I, I started going to him and I told him I was going to be a barber. He's like, yo, there's a chair here. You know, if you want to work, talk to the owner. He said he's cool with it. So I was like, all right, shoot for it. And I went. I was there and I learned a lot. Like you said, it, it was it was definitely different than what I'm, I'm working to now. But at the same time, it was a good opportunity. It was a good, it was a good lesson to learn something. It's like a you know, curve. yeah, yeah, it was a good learning curve, man. Because you know, certain certain aspects where someone didn't want to pay me one time for for um, supposedly he said I messed them up, and even dealing with that was like, all right, you know what, no problem, sir, you're right, and not having to like you know get all ghetto on him and shit. So it was cool to you know, to learn certain things from there, even pricing, you know, I, I, I remember I cut this one kid one time for $10. Mm-hmm. And at the time, $10 to me, I was like, that was huge. Going the whole day, not making one haircut, charging kid $10. What I did was I just opened the door to, to, to cheap clients. And I don't take that away because from anybody, because you everybody has a budget. So if your budget is $10, you know, God bless you. Your budget's $100 for a haircut. You know, God bless you also. But at the same time, I did it for $10. And I used to have to deal with this guy for a headache. Like, he used to be extra picky. And I was like, you know what? If you're going to charge the rate you want to charge, charge it. But even that leading into it, um, what else? Um, Yeah, I kind of went a whole year learning from him. But at the same time, I was working with my grandfather. I was two days where he has his own business. I worked with him just to make at least 150 so I could get by, pay my phone bill, have a little money for my pocket for myself. Um, 
my boy went to get a haircut. He used to get a haircut with me in Union City, but then he went and got a haircut in Fort Lee because I finally took up on the job, but I was just trying it out for two days or a day out of the week just to see how it went with me for me. And he called me and he's like, yo, I'm outside the shop. Where you at? I'm like, I'm outside. Where, uh, where are you? And he's like, yeah, I'm here. Are you playing games with me? You're in the back. And I'm laughing. I'm like, no, I'm really outside. And I finally realized he went to the shop in Fort Lee, mm-hmm. not the shop here in Union City. But it goes back to what you said. Like, I'm from Fort Lee. I knew more people. It was easier for me to promote and have people come see me in Fort Lee than it was to have people come see me in Union City, which is like, you know, Fort Lee to Union City wasn't that bad. It's like a 20, 30 minute drive, depending on traffic. But nevertheless, you know, people to drive to see you when you're still a new client. I mean, you're still a new barber. You know, you're, you're, you're new to the game. You're not really, you know, your, your skills aren't a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like it just being as a client, like I, I used to go and, 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 you know, the spot in Jersey city where I always go where, uh, and, uh, yeah. and I stopped thinking I'm going on a year that I've just been cutting my own hair, you know, because, you know, I, here's this guy that I knew from the moment he opened the shop. I was literally one of his first clients. It was me. It was little Jotty. It was big Jotty. And, you know, knowing him from so many years, even, you know, when I used to come back for vacation over here, that was my guy, you know, and at, you know, at some point, like last year before COVID hit, he was like, take, I feel like he was taking uh, me as a client for granted. So one day I, I, yeah, I was thinking, I was like four hours there waiting for 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 a haircut and i had an appointment and my appointment had come and gone come came and went mm. and you know i had like a 55 ticket waiting for me they gave me on my car and right. I, you know, I was like you know what i told him like i'm done and you know he, he said a couple of things like asked me why in spanish he was like no nah, i'm done and, you know, from day from that day on, I started just, you know, looking at videos like, you know, I've always tried to I've always known how to do my own. Shape you always, yeah, you always used to mess, yourself, not mess yourself up, you mess around yeah. with it, like yeah. shaping yourself up and stuff. And I started, you know, re- I started like practicing how to uh, fade and do a small fade on my sideburns and whatnot. And, you know, sometimes it was, it's good. Sometimes it's, it's bad, you know. Uh, then I think last week that I saw our cousin um he gave me for the first time a haircut in like in a year i've been doing it myself yeah. it's just um you must have felt you must have felt like a hundred bucks dude you have no idea taking like, selfies and everything hell yeah i have a bunch of them on my phone <laughs> Shit. but it's like you know it's difficult you know like you like it's difficult for a barber dealing with these difficult customers you know, especially it's like yeah. yourself that it's you're very good. You're straight to the point. You know, you're very customer service. Give them what they need. You know, but sometimes there's some barbers, you know, as a client is difficult as well. Like even and this goes in any business. Mm-hmm. And I feel like being an entrepreneur, you go through those lessons mm-hmm. because, you know, you're, you're trying to make money. So sometimes you have to eat certain things so you oh, can get paid. Man, yeah. But then you yeah. reach a certain point. You reach a certain point where it's like, all right, I, I, I paid my dues. I did what I had. I'm already eight years in cutting hair. Like almost those type of things. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a decade. And it's like certain things I, I won't tolerate. And it's not that, you know, I'm better than anybody else because I'm not. I'm, I, I could be good. But at the same time, there's a hundred other barbers I know just locally that are way better than me. 
and mm-hmm. I respect them. But it's like, bro, you you want to sit in my chair? This is what it is. You know, I, I I'm pretty straightforward. Whereas like, you have a five thirty appointment at five thirty, you're gonna be in my chair. I make I make an effort to be on on time for that. And some dudes, you know, want to play games or or don't want to show up on hit time. You, hit you with that now, nah, but what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not what you mean, bro. I'm only five minutes late, or I'm only yeah. ten minutes. But it's it's not only five minutes late. Because if I have you down for half an hour, you're ten minutes late. Now I gotta cut you in twenty minutes. So it's like I, I can't give you the details that you know you deserve because you're paying for a service. So it's like I, I've had times where you know I've lost clients because of that because they just don't want to respect my time, or they don't you know they don't respect my craft. I feel like even bar. People don't respond, but that's a different subject. I don't. Want, I don't want to. Go what was that? that? You 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 broke up. What was that? No, I'm saying I, that's a different subject. I don't want to go into that one. Which one? So, the the people don't respect barbers sometimes. Yeah, but you know what? People are more loyal to the barber than the girl. Oh no, <laughs> Joe. There's some guys that are like, yo, I'll cheat on my wife. I'll cheat on my girl. Whatever. Yeah. But I won't cheat on you, dog. Because I've gone on vacations, I go away on on, uh, on trips, and it's like certain times I, I miss people's birthdays or I miss their special events, which I feel terrible about. But they're like, yo, you know what? It is what it is. Can you cut me before you leave? Or literally the last haircut, you know, before you're out the door, can you cut me? And I'm like, yo, of course. And, and it'll, it'll be like a Tuesday and his event's on Saturday. So by then, it, it probably grew in. It's not as sharp as it was on Tuesday. But you know he he's still loyal to me, so and I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. That's all those people. Where did where did um, Pedro Navaja come from? Like, how how was that started? So I used to go by Playero, right? Yeah. And the the Union City Barbershop. I always just I have a love for for what they call musico urbano nowadays, but it's reggaeton to me. Ain't nothing else. It's reggaeton. So. I, I had a love for it. And when I first started off as barbering, that was my Instagram name. I went by that to post and, and you know, Playero Barbero, like, you know, just to be relevant in the barber game. And when I moved to Fort Lee, I felt like yeah, I needed to elevate myself, like carry myself in a different name that, that I don't know. It, yeah, to evolve. I yeah. evolved into something else. And um, so I went with that, Pedro Navaja. You know, it's an old school you know, people who know uh, uh, Willie Colon. You know, Julio Ward uh, did the song, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Willie Colon. It was Proven Blaze, right? I always forget, man. Yeah. Um, I, I know he there had was a fairly recent one with Julio Voltio. Yeah. He did, he so did like, had, a reggaeton one. Yeah. So they had that, you know. Um, I don't know about how it was famous in there. Cool cat gangster, but he had a, a, a knife on him. So I thought, you know, I, I liked it and I just went with that. I was like, yo, my name's Pedro. I'm a barber. Like, you know, I, I, I use blades all day and I leave people sharp. Why not Pedro Navajo? Like, I just thought it was a no-brainer. Yeah, so. I think it's dope. It's fucking fire. So yeah. when 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 uh, when people do appointment with you, like, yo, I want Pedro Navajo to cut my hair. Yeah, something like that. It depends because people in, in the shop, if they call the shop, I don't I don't go dress them like that. You know, I'm just Pedro. But if you hit me up on Instagram, you're gonna see my username. Pedro Navaja. Mm-hmm. So when they go through that, that's when they'll say that. But for the most part, it's just, you know, just Pedro. Only when I want to be fancy, I'll say Navaja. 
Have you ever tried to cut your own hair? Or, or... Uh, I have. And I'm not <laughs> happy with the results. So I'm a picky guy. So I, I, I try to keep it simple. I'll, I'll do the front. I, I'll, shape, I'll shape myself up in the front. No worries. I like to do my own beard. No matter what, like, I can get a haircut by anybody. And, you know, just give me the cut and I'll do my own beard. I'm just that picky. And I'll do my own eyebrows, but the back of the head, even tape-ups. I'll give myself a little tape-up, but as far as that goes, that's it. Like, my hair is too long right now that I'm not even attempting to touch it. And so I sit down by, by another barber willing to cut my hair right now. Have you ever gone, like, have you ever tried going, like, because the the barber industry is getting crazy. Like, like I don't know if you follow like Barber Connect uh, or is it Connection, like on IG? Uh, like they do like yeah. a barber expo. Barbershop Connect, I forgot. And, and, and these like, um, I met a guy. He was, uh, I think he was from Scotland. Like even over there, they do like like tournaments and, and first prize yeah. reservations, haircut and all that shit. Like, have you ever yeah. thought about like just going and see how how was that atmosphere? So I actually went to one when I was in school for cosmetology, and um, it was actually really cool. I entered it, and uh, I I didn't enter the competition. Uh, a friend of mine entered, it and he did a design on me. So you know, I was in that atmosphere, and it was actually really cool. But it was nothing compared. It, it was more cosmetology, so it was everything like salon and barbering. Mm-hmm. But the barber expos that I see now that I um I haven't gone to one yet. So I really, really I think I'm gonna go to one this year just to try it out because it's dope. You see other talent, you know, us barbers, we see dudes on Instagram and you see them in person, you're like, oh shit, that's this guy. Yo, that's this dude. Oh, that's yeah. this dude. Only other barbers could, you know, could understand that. So it's it's nice to see. But that that the expos they're big now, man. They're really, really, really big. They have competition, fastest fade, um, design, classic cut. So it, it's nice, but what is it's a lot of categories you can find out this, on it. Yeah, it's That's nice. What you can say they have a lot of seminars too. So it's we nice. Saw, when we saw when we saw it in the Pedro Navaja seminar, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, nah, I, I definitely there's things that I, I think I, I want to do later on, but it's just you got to educate yourself about these things. You really do. Like, I respect those guys that, that use those platforms because I've been to a seminar myself and I've seen the way the guys talk and just the way they, they use certain words to explain how to do a haircut. Mm. And it's like, I could explain the same thing, but I'm not using... And it's not about using fancy words, but it's just the, the choice of words they use that is like, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's a nicer so, way to that, put it. That's self-explanatory kind of exactly so and it's that i I definitely but like i said i i just want to educate myself more before i get into something like that i don't want to go and what what like what kind of future goals like you would like to set for yourself in the near future when it comes like to the barber industry right because you Um, got you got a you got a nice following you you like it you got you're connected with a, a lot of important public figures like you're it's like you know Time, time is about to be up. You're about to explode. And next thing you yeah. know, they're going to be wanting you to come, you know, seminar. Because that's how it works. You see somebody successful, educating somebody yeah. proper and, and popular. They're, they're going to approach you before you approach them. And it's only, yeah. you know, matter of time. Um, 
everybody because this goes back to the question like do you want to own your own shop mm -hmm. and it's like you know in the future do i see myself owning my own shop um you know doing those things like a seminar or i don't know as even being like a traveling barber like i don't know i see those things for myself but at the same time i feel like the money sometimes comes with a price And it's like, That's you know, true. yeah, I could, I could take it, but I'll be sacrificing, not seeing my wife. And I, you know, I plan to have kids in the future. You know, I just got married. So it's like, I could make more money, but definitely, but it's like, I, I won't be a part of my kid's life. You know, those little moments. And that's why I say, you know, it goes back to living here in the tri-state where you can make all the money in the world. Same. You know, this yeah. is the place to be. But it's like, at the same time, you're giving up. You're giving up a lot. Not a lot, but you're giving up the smaller yeah, things that make that's you happy. Like, that's like the question. Like I, I've had this these these conversations numerous of times, like with employers and, and you know other people. Like it's like you almost have to pick and choose what do you want. You want the money, the fame, the success, or do you want the family? Because you can't have exactly. them both. You know, and you know. I, you know, I say, fuck that. I said, I say, yeah. fuck that. You know, I, yeah. I, I left the place and where I was making 65,000 a year. Yeah. No, 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 no diploma, no degree, you know? And I said, fuck that. I want to respect And I wanted my family, right? And I embarked in this fucking podcast, brand, dream, inspire, taint, uh, obtain uh, brand. I inspired uh, going on these real estate seminars, helping my wife, you know, sell houses. And it's just been me, her, and my son. And my son, uh, not, uh, not too long ago, he was diagnosed with autism. So it's a little bit, it's not your normal family thing you know it's yeah. it's everything you explained when covid hit mine was like a little bit you know 10 times a little bit more you know and it's it's always that question you have to choose and i it's been difficult but it hasn't been impossible and i say fuck it and yeah. i'm doing everything i'm doing you know everything with my son i'm doing everything with my wife you know i refuse to to make but at that, the same time yeah I'm sorry to cut you off, but imagine you, you right now you're on your own schedule, which is beautiful, you know, because you make the money you make that makes you happy and you can still be like a part of your son's life. Yeah. You know, you be there for your wife, whereas opposed to that job that you said they can offer you six figures. But then it's like, all right, you're going to be there from eight to eight. Dude, I wasn't ever so, home. I, I exactly my, my day was basically a suit and tie. Right. I've ran properties uh, in four different states, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey and um, Philadelphia, not, not Pennsylvania. Right. And I wake up at six o'clock in the morning, get home either eight o'clock or 10 o'clock at night, Monday through Friday. And that's that that's if if the weekends there was any emergency. So like, I had an emergency in Philadelphia. I had to fucking get up in my car and and go with no time yeah. of return, you know? And those are things that 
slowly I had learned and built experience on. Like I have 20 million fucking jobs. But once I got mm. to the pinnacle, then my only boss is a CEO and a vice president and, and nobody else. Right. So I'm dealing, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the horse's mouth. Right. And I realized that if I could do this shit for myself, that it's going to take, you know, usually when you start your own business, it takes, you know, to actually make some type of profit, right? Secure profit it takes you four to five years. Yeah. You know, that first, second, third year is fucking figuring shit out. Because the way yeah. you move your business is not the same. Somebody else moves his business, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, I said, you know, I was stuck in an ugly predicament, right? That is basically take 65,000 and, and shut the fuck up and be disrespectful and never see my family because that's true. That's reality, right? That is reality. Yeah. And, you know, I said, I, I said, fuck you. I want the respect and I build my own shit. You know, yeah. January 4th, I, I started flooding, you know, doing this and other things with real estate. And I'm here right now. That's dope. And a lot of, and, and- it's crazy. I'm going to go back to saying you said a lot of people think being an entrepreneur or, or working for yourself, you make money right off the rip. No, definitely don't. Listen, definitely there, don't. There's two types. It takes, it takes time. There's two types of entrepreneur, right? And you'll see this. What, after I mentioned this, you're going to you're going to be sitting down one day in front of your shop and you're going to see people walking by and things are going to be different. There's two types of entrepreneurs, right? There's one that's like to look pretty. And talk, 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 talk. But they want the title. Yeah, they want to talk, talk, talk. They can't afford that BMW they're driving. Can't afford that fucking how uh, that apartment they're living in. And if anything, they can't afford shit. They're still living with mom and pops, right? And there's an entrepreneur that doesn't show you shit. Doesn't show you a suit and tie. Doesn't do this. And is always looking like a bum, but yet has more cash flow in his bank account and always doing shit. And you don't even know because he doesn't tell you. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are true entrepreneur doing shit and you don't know about it. It's funny because um yeah, I've seen a bunch of people like that. The first one you said, where it's like, you know, they they they're living off of mommy poppy money, and I like to say, mm-hmm. you know, that they they drive their bends, they drive their luxury cars, and it's like, oh yeah, of course you can act like you got it when you're putting it on their credit card or you're using their things. To make it seem like you're winning, mm-hmm. but are you really? That that's not you. That's not any of your stuff. And it's funny. A lot of people, not a lot, but I've had a couple of people who have asked me, like, "Yo, are you selling drugs?" <laughs> like, what? Am I selling? No, man. I, I'm just a hardworking dude. That that's it. I like the finer things in life: sneakers, you know, going now, vacations, uh. uh you know, to look good. Like who, who wouldn't, when you work this hard, sometimes you treat yourself to certain yeah, things, yes, yes, but it's absolutely. just funny how like they make it seem like I, I, I'm, I'm stunting, but it's not even like that. Like I, I'm working hard, man. So it's funny. You said that, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of perspective. It's a lot of like, you're so lucky, but yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons I found it. Uh, dream inspired team and to have me you know sit down and speak to you know individuals like yourself and where we can sit and have a, a, a maybe one two hour conversation depending 
and talk about your 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 history that it wasn't always you know Pedro Navaja that it was at one point it was it was Playero and before that it was nothing it was somebody yeah. who, who had an idea and they shot him down you know yeah. like it's a lot of it, it's crazy because a lot uh, nowadays it's it's always like instant instant gratification and and like you want to make three thousand dollars or three hundred thousand to buy yourself a lambo they, they show you instantly here you want to make this to buy this but they don't show the struggles you know they no, don't man. show they don't show that the, the that when you know when you worked at in union city it was like it was all cool and games until rent day came yeah right? it's like i got no, you no. hey papi player player here but when rent came through they expected their rent oh no of course and that's another thing like Instagram or social media in general has really messed people's minds up to believe that, you know, oh, I'm winning because I posted this car, this Lambo that I that I got. But it's bullshit. You rented it for the day. Like, that ain't yours. You rented the jewelry to make it seem like you're really winning, but are you really? Like, no, man. If you could, I feel like it, it goes back to a post that I saw earlier this week. All the luxury cars, and I mean like Ferrari, um, Lambo, um, Aston Martin, those type of places, those type of uh, businesses, they don't have commercials. Those people that they attract aren't ones to, to show what they got. No, they, they, they work hard for their money, and when they want to and treat themselves, they're going to treat themselves nice. Yeah. They're going to buy something nice for themselves. So Instagram, well, I, I keep saying Instagram, but it's social media. In general, in general, yeah, that yeah. that's really messed people's minds up, man. It's crazy. They they want that, like I said, they want that insta insta gratification so oh, yeah. bad, you know. Like and and cell phones too, not for nothing. Think about it. You have your cell phone. If if you're feeling down and you're looking on your phone, you're like, damn. All right, I remember this movie that I wanted to see. All right, let me buy it. Boom, you buy it and you start watching. It makes you feel happy. So, you know, phones are, are best, worst things that, that that's happened to us, too. Yeah, that gives us that, yeah. that instant gratification. Life nowadays, like, everything, it's so convenient. But yet yeah. that convenience, like, it's killing you. You know, yeah. like, I, 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 when I grew up in Puerto Rico, there was weeks and weeks that we had no light. We had no water. So, you know, every, when we bathed, we, we had like this big ass tank that we filled up and, and, and kept nice and sealed. Right. And hey, that's it. There's no light. There's no water. We had to figure out how shit, how we're going to cook, how we, we figured it out. Right. But, yeah. you know, 90 percent of the population if that happens here. They will know how they will know what to do. They want to know what to do. No, definitely. And that's crazy because you went through those things. And now as an adult. If your son goes through something, you're gonna be like, "Damn, it's not that serious." Like, yeah, I've dealt with yeah. worse. I've dealt with worse, man. Like, it, it makes you feel on, like we, an we, old we, man. <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Shit, man, I, we can figure this out." But you know, it's I don't know, man. It, it's things we gotta go through to appreciate now as an adult what we have, yeah, man, or in life in general. Dude, the be- one of the best days I have, it's just playing with my son, watching him running around. You know, like it's not, it's not being on my phone. It's not you know, being on the laptop or doing anything electronically. It's not you know, going clubbing or going out. 
is it's dude it's just having a human interaction with somebody else is natural yeah that's that's all it is honestly it's funny i was gonna say it's funny because when i was in puerto rico for um my wedding and it was our honeymoon it wasn't our honeymoon everybody keeps asking but it wasn't our honeymoon because i had a lot of friends and family that extended their stay so we just stood with them but i didn't post anything i wasn't posting one thing like i still haven't posted my wedding pictures like to me it was beautiful just to be with friends and family and just live in the moment just like that you know that was that was better than anything i didn't need to prove to everybody uh, on instagram or or social media that i'm happy i'm having a great time those things I, those things i feel like you don't need to express you have to keep that to yourself yeah I, so. I i totally agree i totally agree i mean once you say i do it's just you and, and that person you know yeah. that's it that's all that matters you know and and that's all that's gonna matter yeah you know I'm you know what's uh, another yeah. story another story um I remember when Austin was born, you didn't want him posted on um, social media. And at the time, I'm like, damn, I didn't really, like, think it was that serious. You know, because some people feel like expressing how much they love someone should be, like, on, on, on social media. And I know a couple of girls from high school or, or the area that I have a kid now. And it's like, the other day, this lady gave birth. And right out of the womb, they already posted the kid. I was like, yo, what the hell? Like, why yeah. would you, why don't you want to keep that to yourself? So it made me go back to like when, you know, when you wanted that, I'm like, wow, he, you know, he wasn't thinking about everybody else. He was thinking about him and his wife. Yeah. Like, and, and not even his wife, just, just him personally. Like, I want to treasure this. I want to, I want to keep this privately. I don't need to put it out to the world. I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's, that was you know, really cool. I, and, and especially, like, it's, you know, there's some things in life that as you get older and as you go through, like, I don't, like, my wife always bitches at me, right? That I don't take pictures. And yeah. like, you know, my pictures are right here. It's right yeah, here. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, they say, you know, the, the more you remember about good stuff, it's like, makes you happy. You're living life. You know, yeah. this is my camera, you know, and when my son was born, like, uh, it was, it, it, it was very a difficult time. You know, I, I don't, I choose not to talk about, I don't like to talk about and, and, and quite frankly, it's, it's nobody's, you know, problem, but it was, very, yeah. it was a very difficult time. Me and my wife were going through a lot. And, um, when, when he was born, right. Like I almost lost my wife. Yeah. Like, uh it's it's difficult like we went to we got to the hospital um and the the doctors were, were were really like beating around the bush and you know they didn't know what's going on they didn't know what's going on eight hours in they still didn't know what's going on turns out that the baby wasn't coming out because he had the uh, umbilical cord wrapped around his neck fine okay. that's something that uh quote unquote it's normal so we get to to the room and we're now they're opening her up and uh no anesthesia she thought everything um she almost choked on her puke like uh a, a doctor there literally took a towel and just covered her face 
and she what? she she was like her eyes were back right like mm-hmm. going back like if i would have if i would have just stood there and left her she probably just choked on her puke yeah she, yeah, felt, yeah she felt everything and you know i thought my wife was gonna die i thought my that had to be a scary die. scary ass moment and and I'm telling yo, because they, they like I was right there, but there was something separating us because they, yeah. they, they said to we need to keep space so that it, nothing gets contaminated. Right. Yeah. So I you know, I, it's here's me. My wife on the other side is split open. You know, they're trying to remove my son and I'm here reaching to clean vomit. Right. Vomit around her mouth and turn, you know, turn her head sideways. Because when yeah. you're unconscious and you're like this, you you know, you stay up, the vomit could suffocate you. No, so here's, you know, here's me reaching, you know, in a carajo, turning her face to the side and, yeah. and, and cleaning her mouth, you know. And, and I think there's something I still even haven't told her about, but it, I reached yeah. into her mouth and cleaned it, you know. Oh, man. And, you know, next God bless week, you, because that, 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 that freaks me out right there. That's yeah, and, and, um... I, I saw my wife there. She was just, she was out. She was out. She was out. And I, I, I you know, I panicked. You know, I panicked. I, I tried to, I tried to keep it together. Yeah. And I just panicked. And, I, and once I saw her breathing and she was like babbling, it's like a little, you know, I feel like a, 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 a giant hand went over my chest. Right. And just, just like slowly lowered my, my emotions down. And, and, and where I can breathe. The next thing you know, my son came out. He was in a fucking bubble. They popped the bubble. Uh, the guy smacked him twice. He just smiled and giggled. And, yeah. you know, I had my son. I had my son in my hands for the first time. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they took my wife away uh, to recovery. I couldn't go in. So my next thing was like, I got to go with my son. I got to go with my son. Uh, you know, I, I finessed my way to I don't know how the fuck I got in there. They cleaned them up and he's right there in front of me, bro. He's right there in front of me and I'm counting his fingers. I'm counting his hands. I'm I'm seeing him smile. He can barely open his eyes. And, you know, after going through that ordeal and, and saving this moment, just me and him, you know, gave me a sense of calm because I didn't know what the fuck was going on with my wife. Uh, and, and at the uh, same time, you you were happy at least. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it was your son was helping. It, it was weird. It, it was a fucking weird emotion. And mm. like after that shit, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want nobody. I didn't want nobody posting. I needed, I needed that to savor it for myself. You know, because yeah. you know, you when, you when the day you know you have your first child, you know, that's yours. You yeah. know. That, that's that's yours. It's nobody else's. Yeah. That here or now, it's you and him and your wife. That's it. Nobody else matters. Like, you know, I love your mother, but your mother, your siblings, your father, your, your grandma, your grandma, nobody's just getting out of that right there. That right there, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, it will solidify everything else. No, Nothing else would matter. And yeah. I, I wanted to savor that moment as best as I could because once... Once he comes out and, and grows up and, and, you know, he comes to the hospital, people start coming home and visiting and blah, blah, blah. You know, people are going to be too excited. Mm-hmm. And you, it's, it's going to be a long time. Like, like for me, like once we got home, you know, I stood, I think I stood home for like a day. 
you know, I, I had to go back to work. Shit, still got to get paid. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, pills are knocking on the door. Rent's due. You know, like I was I wasn't, you know, for like two years straight. You know, I was I was doing security concierge, uh, uh, concierge. I was working Uber, Lyft. I had like five fucking jobs, bro. Just yeah. to maintain, just to maintain, just for my wife could be secure at home, you know, and she can she can just rest and enjoy the baby. And she don't have to worry about nothing up because that's now this is my job. Right. So it took yeah. me really two years to be like, you know, and it was because I got I got laid off. And my my employment was instantly approved. I was able to take half that cash, that deep breath. And enjoy my son, yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. And after that, I had to go back to work, and and you know, just years passing. He's four now, you know. I I I, I was you know, my back was against the wall. Always choosing, what do I do? You know, yeah. I'm I'm an individual that I you know I didn't grow up with my mom or dad. It was just, it was just you know me myself and I. And what do I want to do? Do I want uh, do I want my son because my dream was to have a family or mm-hmm. do I let this dream fall apart and, and focus on what people like to focus on, which is money and all that. And, you know, I had that breaking point. I said, fuck it. I, I'm not choosing. I'm going to do it both and it's going to take me forever. But I'd rather have this than have nothing. Yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, the best way to put it is being able to have financial freedom yeah man where that is huge and, and like i said in the tri-state area people don't think about those things because you put yourself in debt you know you feel like all right shit i gotta go back to work you know i, I gotta do this i gotta grind like this because we got that crazy ass car note uh we got a we got this fancy apartment that we live in but you know i'm gonna see you later you know you, you let your wife be with your child but you know, you got to maintain where it's like at the end of the day, those things are cool. But having the love of your family or just your family there for you is really the most important part. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what I, I, as fucked up as it sound like this pandemic, man, uh, for me, because when it, when it hit, I was working Uh, when it hit and and when it continued, I was still working like, like a fucking dog, bro. And, like it wasn't for the pandemic that helped me make my decision. I, you know, I would have never have created the incredible bond I have with my wife now. Like this pandemic really forced you to to realize what you have. Yeah, and, and, I think even the, even even because a lot of divorces came from this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of divorces, a lot of divorces, a lot of babies or yeah. marriages. But it's like you know, it forced you, it forced everyone to slow down. Yes. You know, think about what you got, what you don't have, you know, appreciate, you know, life. Yeah. So it was big. Everything, like, like you said, everything like us, because we're up North, we're like next, you know, right there in New York, especially you like over here, the time zone goes 24 seven. It's fast. It's fast. That's like, I miss sometimes living in Puerto Rico or I'm all thinking, I should go back. Uh, so I shouldn't move to Florida because I get more out of my day. Like yeah. growing up in Puerto Rico, man, it was like Monday through Friday, you work your ass off 
and then the weekend's here. And you get to to decompress and have a little fun. And after you have those two days of fucking, you know, fiesta, you know, yeah. you know, you go back to work and it's normal yeah. here. It over looked, here it's, it's like time stops. seven, man. Here is like you don't get a chance to fucking breathe. Yeah, it's crazy because when the pandemic hit, I used to work Saturdays, um, Monday through Saturday, 10 to eight. That was my schedule. But you take away time from spending with your family. Me, I have, at the time I had my girlfriend and it's like, all right, I'm, I'm working, I'm making money, but what's the point? So when the pandemic hit, yo, I had Saturday off. Yeah, I didn't know what do? a Saturday, I didn't, I didn't know what a Saturday <laughs> off was for years. Yeah, I'm like, yo, what, the, what is I this? That, man. So when I had it off, I'm like, yo, this is nice, man. We went to the park or we grilled. We had a nice barbecue. I told my boys, you know, our girlfriends came over. I had family over. I'm like, yo, this is nice. This is this is what people do on Saturdays. Wow. Like I, like I had this. time to do this thing. So when I went back to the shop, I told my boss, I said, look, uh, Saturdays, I'm coming in early, but I'm leaving very early. So he's like, well, all right, well, what's early and leaving early? I was like, I'll be here at eight and I'm leaving at one. He's like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, I'm coming in at eight o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to take lunch. I'm going to, what well, my last appointment's at 12, 1230. And I'm out by one to the latest. And he's like, all right, whatever. He didn't believe me. That first Saturday came. I opened the shop by eight and I was out by one o'clock. When I was saying bye to everybody, everybody was like, what are you doing? Oh, hot shot. What are you doing? You're leaving early. It wasn't that. I was already like eight clients in. By the time they got there at 10, I already had cut four people. And that's a man so of a like, voice. That, that's, that's a man right there. A man keeps his word. Yeah, you know? and it wasn't, even so much, it wasn't even so much keeping the word. It was just like, yo, screw that. Like, fuck everything else. Like, uh, you know, granted, I can't cut everybody. I wish I could. At the same time, like, I enjoy myself. Like, you have I, a life, I go out. Yeah. yeah, I have a life. Like, the job... That's a good thing about being an entrepreneur. The job doesn't control you, you know. So it's like, yeah, the the job doesn't control you. We get to do what what we want, you know. That's why being an entrepreneur is dope. You get to make those decisions for yourself. That's crazy because I had a uh, Pito finesse. Uh, I had him episode five. He's a he's a good friend of mine from way back in Puerto Rico. He's a barber like you, right? He's been. Uh, I think 20, you mentioned him before. To me. Yeah. 20 years and he, he said the same thing man he's saying he said it's almost exactly the same thing you're saying it's just you can make your own schedule live the life you want yeah. you know and, yeah, and no, more that, family no that i'm telling you now after the pandemic i i altered my schedule and to some people i i lost clients because of it and it sucks but at the same time where i lost some i made some because they respect my crap and they respect me. So like Mondays, I go in at one o'clock as opposed to going in at 10 o'clock. But I go to the gym in the morning. I get out. I do my errands. I go to work. I'm out by seven, eight o'clock. I make the money I need to make for the day. And that's it. Tuesday, I go in at 10. I'm out by six, seven o'clock, the absolute latest. Wednesday, I go to the gym in the morning. I go to work at 11 and I'm out by seven. Thursday and Friday, those are the only days that, you know, you know, regardless, busy, 10 to 8. You got to yeah. do it. Those are the money days. You, you know, you got to take care of your shit. 
That's the most but, important part, right? You're doing what makes you happy, what's best for you, you know? And that's, oh, no, that's the only thing that should matter. No, no, definitely. Like, I, I, I understand so, a lot of people, you, you got to grind. No matter what business you're in, you know, whether, you know, you're a gardener, sometimes you, you, you got to miss out certain events or you got to put in that overtime to make money. Because there's, unfortunately, the world we're living in, Money is everything, and you got to mm -hmm. pay certain things. So you got to do it. You, you miss out on certain. But if you could, you know, try to control your schedule, man. Do what makes you happy, and, and you never work a day in your life. True that. Words of a wise man. Yeah. All right, brother. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, oh, we no, must do this again, man. Uh, I definitely. definitely enjoyed it. Uh, it's been a, a long time since we sat and, and talked about just shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, right? Um, it was awesome, though. Thank you for having me, Mike. Thank you for joining me. It's an honor, man. Uh, this is a special episode because this is uh, episode 30. Nice. Episode 30, man. It, it's been a a long, long journey. Uh, and, and building consistency because every episode is a, is a different person. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, this episode is very special to me just because you're here and it's something we've been cooking up for quite some time. So, yeah. uh, you know, thank you, thank you, and, and thank you. No, uh, thank you, bro. Appreciate it, for real. Yeah, man. Um, before we go, tell the people where they can find you at. They need to follow um, you. Before, you. before you get that check mark, because yeah, nah, <laughs> I'm nah. telling you. Once I, get, once I get the check, forget it, bro. You're going to have yep. to hit me up on DMs only. Yep. And if that. Nah, if that, <laughs> nah I'm joking, man. Uh, um, Playero el Barbero. No, not Playera, but Pedro Navaja. You see, we were talking about Playera, but yeah. I went back to it. Um, nah, Pedro Navaja. On Instagram. It's underscore, underscore twice, Pedro underscore Navaja. So, when you see me, my uh, beautiful haircut, and that's it. So, what's up? Where, then, people, uh, where, where people can hit you up to buy some merch. He got hats, he got pants, he got he got windbreakers. Hit him up. Well, they can hit I you posted up. usually. I'll post it usually there um, through DM. I'm working on it, a website. I really want to work on a website where kind of like anything, you know, you, you get your style, you pick your size and go through there. Um, but, I, you know, everything's a challenge. So I'm learning with that. So once I get that situated, I'm definitely going to announce it on Instagram and stuff. But I'm not I'm not there yet with that. Slowly but surely. Yeah, slowly but surely. Definitely. All right, man. Thank you for having me. I mean, being here. Uh, I appreciate it. And, and have a good night. Nah, thank you, bro. I hope to that have next night, 100th episode. Yeah. I see you. Peace. Right. I'm out.